Hello and welcome to Brick in It, Bellway's very own podcast, which gives you a unique insight into careers in the property building industry and life at Bellway. We'll be getting to know the Bellway team, debunking some stereotypes about working in the industry and giving you the bricks to start building a career in construction and housing. I'm Laura Bell, Group HR and Organisation Development Manager at Bellway. In this episode, I'm joined by two of our brilliant Bellway apprentices, Charlie Devlin and Harvey Barnes. Charlie is a trainee assistant site manager at our Scotland East division and Harvey is our apprentice of the year. He's a trainee architectural technician and currently based our East Midlands division. Charlie and Harvey will be sharing more about their journeys to a career in construction and giving a first-hand account of what it's really like to be a Bellway apprentice. So let's start bringing it. Thank you both so much for, for joining me today. Can we just start by hearing a little bit more about you and your backgrounds? And I'm going to go with, with ladies first. So, Charlie, what does your current role at Bellway involve and what on earth drew you to a career in construction? So, trainee assistant site manager. I do a bit of everything. So, like, uh, right now, I am primarily customer care based, dealing with a backlog at a site we have over here. Prior to that, I was on site at the Almond in Livingston, where I did everything. So, like... I did customer care for people moving in, did home demos and all that. But I was also ordering materials, making sure trades were in when they needed to be in, etc. You mentioned you've you've done quite a bit in customer care, which I always think is really interesting because actually being a site manager or assistant site manager, you are quite heavily involved in, in the customer care side of things, aren't you? You know, up until about two weeks before people move in, it's it's all it's almost all sales. You get to meet the clients a couple of times, but then after that, it's yeah, it's it's full on site for about twelve weeks before they get handed over to customer care. It's really interesting. So, what what drew you to a career in construction? <laughs> I wouldn't say anything drew me into it because. I used to be an outdoor instructor, and then I travelled around and did various jobs, and then um, I was out in Canada when COVID hit and myself um, and my partner got the last flight back to the UK, the last direct flight back to the UK um, and over lockdown I ended up getting pregnant and now I've got a little girl who turns two today actually oh, wow. and during maternity I got bored so I applied for this job. <laughs> Brilliant, that's such an interesting pathway into the industry and I think it's really good to hear because I think what part of the reason we wanted to do the podcast was really show that you know that there isn't one set route in. Yeah. People come in for lots of reasons from from lots of different backgrounds. But I figured this uh, this job offers that you wouldn't think it, but it does offer a really good work life balance because it is essentially not quite, but essentially a Monday to Friday nine to five for the most part. Obviously, you start earlier or whatever, yeah. but you know the general premise is the same. So yeah, like working childcare and and whatever else around that has has been quite easy it's not been too hard which has been nice it's great to hear so Harvey coming on to you can you tell Hello. me a bit about your current role and, and what drew you to a career in construction yeah I can do well first things first uh happy birthday to your child Charlie <laughs> thank you um <laughs> what drew me to construction initially I went to university at Wolverhampton I studied ADT which is architectural design technology and on the second going on the third year, I dropped out due to this when COVID was heavily coming in. Yeah. And I was uh, I was stranded up there. Everything was not going well. You weren't going getting that uh, tutor to student relationship that you would have had going into university. And it was all looking rather bleak. 
So in that time, I turned look for another avenue, one that could be more reliable, obviously more in the future. And one thing led to another, started looking for apprenticeships. And within the same area of ADT, I landed as a architectural technician for Bellway, which I've, you know, learned to really enjoy. When coming into the job, under the contract, it will say, this is your role of architectural apprentice, but this is, it's, it basically, this is not the singular avenue for you. So it's within the office space, it's been very broad of what teams I work with and who I'm assisting. So it's been, it's been great to be able to get that hands-on experience that Bellway offered, as well as not just being directly down the architecture route, being able to see all different divisions and how it all works together in the office environment, more than just, you know, paper and pencil. It's great to hear. So I guess for, for those listeners out there who don't know what, what ADT is, what kind of things do you do on a day-to-day basis, Harvey? What, what does the role itself entail? Well, ADT was the university course of architectural design technology, which is like a, a an avenue of architecture. Because initially I didn't fancy doing the seven-year architecture course, which, you know, I'd say it's a lot to designate yourself to. So I went down the ADT route, which is more looking into the technical side of architecture, which personally I thought was more, you know, attuned with who I am. It's uh, more of the aspects of architecture that I enjoyed. And so sort of stuff I'd be looking through would be a lot of planning work. So like your conveyance of plots, your, your boundary treatment, what, what goes together to actually make the houses, makes what area of land is designated to who and how much, the room sizes, that sort of stuff. That's, uh, that's really the area that I work in. It sounds really interesting. And it sounds like you, you both enjoy what you do. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I love coming to work every day. Yeah, there's no wake-up feeling of back when you were saying college or you have an exam coming up and you yeah. think, oh, I've got to get up at eight, I've got to, and then maybe you worry about it all night, you might lose sleep. There's none of that working as, you know, an apprentice for Bowie. You you know what your job is. It's never hidden stuff coming up to pop up surprise you. And there's always a helping hand there. If it's not like your mentor, your your team, even the further team, there's always people there willing to help you. Yeah, for sure. That's great to hear. Now, all of that's great, right? But I'm bricking it. We like to really get to know our guests. So can I ask you both to tell me, what is your go-to afternoon snack? <laughs> uh, Charlie, do you want to take this one first? Um, uh, oh, gosh, they both sound so middle class. Um, so <laughs> um, I really like, um, you get like super seed oat cakes with butter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just superior to normal oat cakes. And then also um, breadsticks. But ones with sesame seeds on them, oh, and then okay. with the mess. So savory, yeah. savory is your kind of. Oh yeah, 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 hundred percent. I don't have a sweet tooth at all. Okay, interesting. What about you, Harvey? Well, I, I don't have a sweet tooth either. But for me, it's uh, beef jerky. <gasps> I absolutely yeah. love beef jerky. I have a subscription of Amazon, so every month <laughs> I'll get a pork <laughs> beef jerky to come in, <laughs> and uh, you know. Being a, I was about to say teenage lad, but now I came to realisation of how old I'm actually getting. And as a 21-year-old lad, I'm um, 
I, you know, I'm actually trying to work out all that stuff. So the high protein, the the tender meat, it's just, you know, it just, it packs a punch and gets you through the day. Uh, like a little pit stop for me, that is. Oh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> as a vegetarian, that is my worst nightmare. I think if one of my team came in and started eating beef jerky at three o'clock in the afternoon, I, I don't know what I would do. I honestly don't. <laughs> Each to their own, though. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to apprenticeships, we've talked a little bit about your, your roles and, and how you came to be in the industry. But I guess what what has your experience been of undertaking an apprenticeship with, with Bellway so far? And I mean, you know, be honest, how, how have you found it? And I guess what can I ask what you're most passionate about? And if there's anything that you possibly, you know, in, enjoy the least or have taken as a learning point since you joined? As you can imagine, it was a daunting experience of it to get into an apprenticeship which it is doing any big thing in your life if you start a club if you're going to university everything will have that you know the initial oh god this is a big upset upset in my daily routine but you know you you tackle that barrier with like you do with everything and then it's very welcoming i'd say there's always any any staff from bellway especially within my division i can speak for always welcoming, always there to give you the help and hands I've previously said. It's just, and with my role as well, there's a lot of different aspects and it's a lot to take on. Like I've been apprentice now for almost two years and I can't say that I'll know everything. Obviously I don't know everything. It's just a huge amount, but people are always there to help. So this, the progress, you get to see in your own character, you get to see yourself build, you get to see yourself learn and see myself a year now from when I started, it's, it's, it's massive. It's, it's, you can just see stuff that you used to look at and it would, it would scare you a little bit. You think, oh, I've got to ask my team, I've got to ask this, but you know, years of asking the questions, getting it done, being thrown in the deep end sometimes, it's really built progress to my character and it's just been brilliant. Great. What about you, Charlie? Coming in from it, from, you know, I'm not a young pup like Harvey. I'm 28. Um, so this, yeah, is, it's been quite a big change for me because it's a very, very steep learning curve. You know, the first, I would say even first couple of months, I was just sat there and it was utter gobbledygook that was getting <laughs> spoken around me. I had no idea. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not a particularly shy person. So I just followed people around and asked them questions constantly. Or, you know, if the gas boys were in, I was just hanging over the hole, just asking them loads of questions, like, what are you doing? What's that pipe? What's that do? And everyone has been so, so good to me. And on site, the trades really looked after me. Um, so if they knew I hadn't seen something before, they'd come find me um, to show me or, or be like, oh, have you seen this before? And I'd no. And then they'll explain it in great depth. And I mean, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of it did go over the top of my head, but I'm doing college and I'm doing other qualifications at the same time as working full time. And now six months in, it's all finally coming together. So people are talking about things and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> or I'm looking at invoices to put them through to the head office and I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I actually know what that is now. <laughs> you know, and I decided to do all the invoices on site. I don't even know if I told my, 
manager this, but I decided to do all the invoices on site so that as I was going through it, I could Google what everything was. So if I didn't understand what something was, I would go on their website and look it up and be like, all right, okay. I know what all right. It, I swear, it took me like three, re- three months to realize what a hop up was. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have that when I was, um, sat in the meetings, like I'd my first few months just sitting in meetings, listening to stuff, just sitting there nodding my head like, hmm, and then noting it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody just knows, it's just like, oh God, I don't know yet. <laughs> or I'd get asked to go and fix something. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Or like I'd call up, I'd call up a plumber and be like, "Oh, this client has this wrong. Can you go fix it?" And they're like, "Well, you know, they'd ask me specific details, and I'm like, I don't even know what you just said, so I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm I'm summarising what you both said, but it sounds like that your experience so far has been there's a lot to learn, and we we do like an acronym in construction, but actually that people have been very helpful and friendly and supportive of, of you learning. And I'm hoping yeah. that yeah. neither of you have been asked to go and find a long stand or some tartan paint. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've tried to pull that on a few apprentices myself. <laughs> did it work? I did get designated with... Um... A lot of uh, like paper, like printing, which is funny because you always think, "Oh, printing! I'm doing printing again today." But it's you don't actually realize yet. But it was just to get you talking to people around the office, like, "Oh, do some printing for them, do some printing for them." And then even if it's simple stuff by learning how to fold paper, <laughs> it's it's a simple skill. But now anyone needs something printed, and they say, "Oh, well, I'm a bit stacked. I'm hardly can you do it." They know, they know, oh, that's going to be folded correctly and everything like that. And then I can maybe go talk to someone, you know, <laughs> other side of the office and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll come help you, Harvey. <laughs> because, you know, those first initial, like, months and weeks or whatever, it's they've, I've just became good friends with people all around. I finally learned a couple of weeks ago how to fold um, architect drawing properly. And now I do all my own. <laughs> There you go, you see, tips of trade. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so I guess, what what would you say you are most passionate about in your roles? Is that, and it doesn't just have to be one thing, but if, if, if it is, that's absolutely fine. Um, Harvey, I'll go to you first. What what are you most passionate about in your role? Ooh, most passionate about? I mean, I would like to say the team, but I don't know if that really comes under the role. Would you say it comes with the role? Just the, the team I get to work with? Kind of, yeah. Well, that, that'll be the number one for me. But if looking from the architectural standpoint, it's how you can notice yourself building knowledge. It's the, the self-progress that the role provides. It's definitely my favourite part about it. Because just the, the gratification you get from seeing your own progress is just, it, it feels really good. To then be able to then, because we got a new apprentice in lately, and he does engineering, but even just the stuff that I can then pass on to him, it's that just feels great to be honest. Just be able to pass on the knowledge, becoming more adept, it's it's great. That's really nice to hear. What about you, Charlie? Have you got something that you're most passionate about in your role? I don't know if I should say this on a bellway thing. Don't really enjoy doing customer care. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not that I don't enjoy it. I just, I would like to learn more about the build and I really, really enjoy learning about the build and also being part of it so that at the end of it, 
you know, it's a product that I'm also producing and what I get to hand over to the clients because I'm, I'm the face of everyone that's just built their house. So I do their home demo. I walk through everything with them. Um, and it would be nice to be a part of it to the point where I'm like, yeah, there's a bit of me in here. Yeah. Like obviously right now my, my role is very customer care heavy, but I, yeah, when I was doing the building side of it, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then also, you know, seeing those clients through to the point where they get handed off to customer care and they're happy and that house has become a home. Like I'm I'm really big on making, you know, a building into a home for them. That sounds lovely. Okay, so taking a slightly different tack now, look looking ahead. Where do you both see yourselves in five years' time? It's a heavy interview question. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big big question. Have you had any thoughts about career progression or, um, you know, how you might want to develop? Have you had any conversations within your teams about how they might support you to develop? Um, I had a conversation the other day about this, actually. Obviously, there's a time-served element of being an apprentice. But that doesn't necessarily that you mean that you need to have the the role and responsibility that comes with that. You can progress. Um, you just hold the title of apprentice, you know, because obviously there, there's different elements to gain your apprenticeship. Yeah. And so, you know, I was talking about after I finished my college qualification, would it be possible to then become an assistant? Because I would be keen and I it might be a bit arrogant, but I'm fully confident that I could do it. What about you, Harvey? Have you had any thoughts? Uh, five years time I would you know apprenticeship would like to be done and then right now I know a lot of my avenues are I'm keeping them pretty open there's a chance to return to university I'd imagine but if I was just to stick to the climb the ladder sort of aspect of it I no five years sounds like a bit of a push but I wouldn't mind becoming a senior in my role at least before 30 that's the that's the goal for me Obviously, staying within the business, but as I said, I'm trying to keep it quite open as well. I could also maybe look onto other sort of builds as well, maybe commercial as well as just residential, maybe even industrial. Just just try and like open my avenue a bit. So I just want to make myself a an important asset. I want to make myself as valuable as possible, and then you know, when everything goes wrong, they'll be like, "Oh, Harvey, he could do this and this and this. He's a he's a big asset to the team." We want to keep him on. We want to give him a raise, whatever. Just self-progress for me. It's it's definitely what I aim for. Yeah, growth mindset right there. So, Charlie, I'm really interested to hear from you, your perspective as a woman in construction. As you might or might not know that the stats show that women make up only 16% of the, of the workforce in the industry. Does that surprise you? Yeah, I mean, is that like on the ground? That doesn't include all the people in the office, I assume. I would say mainly in the construction-based roles, so site-based roles. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, um, yep, I'm the only female I've come across so far. I know in the West there is um, a lass called uh, Morgan uh, who's in the same role as me, but other than that, I'm not aware of anyone up here. So no, the fact that it's 16% doesn't surprise me. Um, I've spent most of my working career in male-dominated industries. So it doesn't, I don't know, it's its just kind of normal to me. And I've, for 99% of the time, been treated with the utmost respect. It's been no different than anyone else being on site. 
if anything, actually, the boys have probably been more respectful with me than they have been with um, other managers. And it, honestly, like being on site is like having a big family, a whole bunch of big brothers, actually. That's what it's been like. <laughs> They've been, yeah, it, it actually has been. It's, yeah, it's been really, really nice. But yeah, like because I've been in male dominated industries for so long, yeah, I don't, it's just normal for me. Um, yeah. So what did you do before, if you don't mind us asking? So I was an outdoor instructor. Uh, so I used to be, teach people how to like, you know, canoe and kayak and climb and mountain bike and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you think that helped yeah. you make the transition into construction? Do you think it perhaps was a bit easier to make that step change because you, you've gone from sort of quite a, an active outdoorsy type role in a male dominated, dominated industry, albeit to a slightly different direction, but another quite active, you know, you're certainly not desk based. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. That was that was probably the biggest thing that drew me in was the fact that I'd still get to be outside and it's still quite an active role. But yeah, like it's, I think that's made a yeah a huge impact. Um, I've always been a bit of a tomboy, so like spent most of my time around guys more than girls. So I think it's a lot, it's a much easier transition for me than if I'd gone into an office based job and and generally been surrounded by a bunch of women and I think as much as it's male dominated there is a big push for women to come into the industry which I think is great um because I genuinely think the industry could do with a woman's touch and I I think the perspective that men and women have can differ massively which is a a good thing you know that I don't see there being anything wrong with industries being male dominated or female dominated but I think there needs to be a slight mix in both so that you get that balance as also you know being someone that's not grown up in construction whereas a lot of site managers have been in a trade and then they've moved on to construction uh, onto site management um whereas I've come into this blind so when someone's you know worried about shrinkage in their house because it's a crack in your wall you know, and if you don't know what that is, that that could be a scary thing. And, you know, a site manager is like, oh, it's not a big deal. Whereas I'm like, yeah, it's not a big deal for you because you see it every day. Um, that person's walking into their house and there's a crack in their wall. Um, they have never built a house before. They don't know what they're looking at. So it's that, it's just seeing that from a different perspective and also like passing on those perspectives so that people can sort of take a step back and be like, okay, it's not a big deal to me, but it is to them. And if I pass on the knowledge I have, then it won't be a big deal to them. And, you know, it, it's better for everyone. Sure. So from what you've seen so far, and I guess your, your knowledge of the industry, how do you feel we could boost female representation? Have you had any any thoughts of things that, that we could do? I think a big thing is getting into schools. I actually talked about this during my interview, that getting into schools early is a really big thing. And showing people that it doesn't... <sighs> need to take the stigma away from it it's not okay there is an aspect of it being a lad's mentality on site but for the most part it isn't and that stigma needs to get taken away or the fact that the industry could be potentially incredibly sexist I haven't encountered that you know if anything they've they've been so incredibly respectful and kind and yeah and really looked after me but yeah going into schools is the big thing for sure and then you know, progressing people. I mean, you know, Tracy Brady is our uh, regional director. She's worked her way up and she's definitely someone to look up to. And I think that's all that needs to happen is there needs to be more women that work their way up. So there's more role models there for, for young girls to go, 
alright, okay, if I want to be a bricklayer, I can, or if I want to be a joiner, I can, it doesn't matter, it's not a boy's job, it's not a girl's job, it's just a job, and if it's a job you want to do, there shouldn't be anything standing in your way, if it's something you want to do, do it. It's a really refreshing perspective. On that basis then, just to, to finish off, have you got any advice that, that you would give women or girls who are interested in a career in construction? Yeah, just give it a go. Honestly, just um, if you want to try it, give it a go. If you don't like it, do something else. Life is far, far too short to not just give things a go. I've done so many jobs. Some of them I've liked, some of them I haven't. But if you don't give it a go, you'll never know. Great advice. So Harvey, I've got a couple of questions for you. So you won our Apprentice of the Year 2022 because of your optimistic outlook, your sense of initiative and your proactive approach. So huge congratulations. How did it feel to be nominated and recognised in this way? It was, it was uh, probably one of the the peaks of my life, actually. I was in complete shock when I got it. Um, There's a funny little story behind this, actually. Remember I said, like, everyone in the office were all close and, you know, they liked to have a bit of fun. So they they actually pulled, like, a a bit of a prank on me almost. (laughs) So there I was in my office just my own business where my manager just walks past me and goes, Harvey, I need you for a minute. With like a stone cold face. And then like, not walks, but like almost runs off, like scampering away. I'm like, hey, where's he going? So I'm walking after him thinking, this guy's got a bit of a pace on. And he's going upstairs. So I follow him upstairs and I see he's gone into the MD's office and the door's open. And I go in there and the MD's sitting down, manager director, the technical director sitting down, uh, the PA to the MD is sitting down and my manager is there sitting down all on this big like table looking at me. I'm like, oh, Harvey, can you come in and take a seat? And, you know, that's always going to get your heart racing regardless of the situation. <laughs> so I go and sit down on the table and they're looking at me. Oh, everyone's got like a stone cold face. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what has gone on? What have I done? <laughs> and then the, the MD speaks up saying, well, congratulations, Harvey. You've won the Apprentice of the Year. <laughs> And I was like, and they all start clapping and smiling. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a moment of just like, oh, wow. Because it, it was never really in my head that I was going to win it. I, I completely forgot about it, to be honest. I was aware that it existed last year, but just that my genuine efforts have just, you know, worked to get me the award. I didn't have to like actively go out my way to it. It wasn't something I was thinking about day in, day out. And how I, I achieved it, I was just, oh, it was, it was, it was amazing, actually. <laughs> and then uh, straight afterwards, I get my mum a call because, you know, my mum loves hearing about my progress and such. And she was super happy for me. And also told my dad, she, he was, he was like, he said he was proud of me. And I was like, you know, getting a bit teary. <laughs> it was, it was a really sweet moment. It was a, it was a lovely day to hear that it was. Oh, good. I'm so pleased. Well done. I guess on that note, how, how does recognition and achievement play a part in your career and your apprenticeship at Bellway? Well, I'd say the first thing it was, was noticeability. Yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> Anyways, around the office, everyone would like, from upstairs, downstairs, when they when they got wind of it, they're like, oh, congratulations, Harvey. And then even, you know, further out on LinkedIn, I'm getting messages because they uploaded a post about it. So many congratulations on that from people I've either previously worked with or other divisions. And even when I went to college, uh, other house builders got wind of it and they're like, 
congratulations, Harvey, on your apprenticeship. And I was like, oh, this is just, it's just lovely. It was. <laughs> so you're famous. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it felt like it. That was like the closest fame I probably ever reached and ever <laughs> going to reach. <laughs> yeah, and then they had the photographer come in. Um, I gave a little quote to uh, Liberty, the PR team. And it was just, it, it felt like a lot of work that can sometimes seem mundane or, you know, it goes underappreciated that it actually does. It gets noticed and it, it gets passed on. It's just, it, it feels like it's all worth it in the end. Fabulous. Question for both of you. Um, Harvey, I'll start with you. Have you got any advice for people who might be interested in apprenticeships with Bellway? I would say there's one thing for sure I would say is go for the interview. Is if 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 you're on the on the rope about it, you're not too sure, you don't know completely what it's about, do a bit of research, see, you know, what people have said from it. You can, you can find this information all over, even on the Bell web website, everywhere. And then if you are like, should I or should I not, just go for the interview. Just it, to taking that leap, will nothing but good will come from it. You will grow your experience of talking to larger businesses. The interview itself will grow, make you grow as a character. You get the confidence for it. You get the taste for it. And when I did my first interview for a, it was a company that did, Glazed facades. After that first one, I was getting like a like high off it almost. I was like, I, 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 I this is great. I want to see how far I can push it. And then I did, I did three interviews, and they all went well, and they all came back positive. And I had like several companies I could choose from landing a bellway in the end because I thought this is one that offers the most progress. So yeah, I'd say definitely go for the interview if you're thinking about it. Worst comes to worst, you'll do the interview and. You know, you, you might not pass it, you, you, you might pass it. And if you do, you, you at the end of the day, you'll get more of an insight and they'll let you know if you want to do it or not. So I'd say just just give it a go. I'd 100% agree with that. Just give it a go. The worst thing that anyone can say to you is no, and you've not lost anything, but you've gained a lot because even doing an interview process, you gain a lot. Definitely. Great advice. How do you think apprentices, so perhaps they're, they're with Bellway or they're with another organisation, how do you think apprentices can maximise the opportunities available to them? And have you have you got any advice or, or tips that you could share? Just annoy everyone to get you on as many courses as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Every opportunity that's presented to you, just take it. Take it. You know, even if it sounds boring, just do it because it's just another box you've ticked. It's another thing to add to your CV. It's a, another excuse to ask for a pay rise. You know, it's, you know, just if it's put in front of you, just say yes. And it's it's very accessible to get into these sort of things these days. There's a lot of online sites. You know, if there's a certain company you're interested in, just whack him a Google will be the first thing that comes up. Like you search Bellway Apprentice, there's a whole page on it, everything like that. So you know, the, the modern era of all this online stuff, there's almost no excuse to not be able to go for an apprenticeship. It's accessible, it's there, and it'll give you so much hands-on experience. It's, you just, you kind of almost can't not give it a go. If it, if you want to do something, yeah, I'd definitely say do apprenticeship. And, if, and from a slightly different perspective, um, if you aren't particularly academic, um, or like myself, I'm severely dyslexic. It's a really good route because you're learning hands-on. You're not having to sit in a classroom, you know, for four years at uni to get a bit of paper to say, yeah, I can do that job. Instead, you're learning as you go. 
and there's no wrong way to get into a job as long as you're learning and you're capable that's all that matters you know you can go to uni you can go to college you can do an apprenticeship whatever but I think it's a, a really good way for people that aren't necessarily built for going to uni it's a good way for people that would like to go to uni but wouldn't necessarily get the success that you should out of uni whereas with an apprenticeship you still get your qualifications you get your help through that also with doing I don't know what the equivalent is down south but an HNC up here a course that is normally a year is is pulled over two so you're you're given two years to to do that course and so it gives you a lot more time to study and it's not as overwhelming as it is doing it full-time it's a really good point, actually. I guess on, on that note, more specifically, have either of you got any advice on if there are people listening to the podcast who would like to get started with a career at Bellway and are you know in the process of applying for an apprenticeship? Have you got any advice that you can offer them on their, their application? Be open and honest and yourself. Don't try and be anything but who you are. Because then you'll just spend your whole time trying to live up to that person that you've you've made up on paper. Just be who you are. And this is going to be the most oversaid and most, but the most simple and obvious thing is just be prepared. What well, for example here? Uh, an apprentice that we have now went to a site before. He went to a show home site before coming on just to get an idea of the bellway. And he was up against several other apprentices. Well, could be apprentices, and he got the job. He showed that can-do attitude. And with that, you know, to show an extra step, he managed to land himself the job. You know, great attitude, great person, great personality. Just be prepared, put the effort in, you know, think of the questions that could be asked that are applied to the role and just be ready for it. Be prepared. That's all I can say. Fabulous. Thank you. And final question from me. Would you recommend apprenticeships at Bellway to others? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> I was I was going to say no as a joke. <laughs> I really had to stop myself. And <laughs> the call. No Bye. Call. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my resignation. Bye. <laughs> so, if any anyone listening has been really interested in your story, or you know any any of the information that you've shared, how how can they connect with you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Just Charlie Devlin on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm Harvey Barnes, by the way. Well, the famous Harvey Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already know who I am. Yeah, exactly. It's on the Bowie <laughs> website. <laughs> You'll have seen me on social. Yeah. I'm on I'm a Sleb next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least it's not Love Island, eh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. PME. That's why my camera's not on. but listen thank you both so much for joining me this afternoon thank you for listening to breaking it with bellway and thanks to charlie and harvey for joining us and giving us an insight into apprenticeships at bellway please head to the show notes for more information on the different early careers options available and how to apply we'd love to have you on the team